Hi everyone, welcome along. It is our first episode, this is Exciting Times, of the Motor Focus Model Podcast. I'm Aaron Noonan, my co-host from Motor Focus in Queensland. He's a guru of all things collectible and diecast. Dimitri Camino, welcome along. We are going to have some fun with this this year, my friend. Thanks, Aaron. It's uh, great to be uh, part of this new venture that we've got going and um, it's going to be exciting. We're going to talk about all sorts of model things. Uh, This is the podcast for model car enthusiasts. We'll cover uh, new releases, so what's coming out soon, what's um, already just arrived in stores, of course, in Motor Focus in Queensland, in your store, particularly uh, industry news and issues, the second-hand market. We'll have a chat to some uh, industry executives. We'll also be talking to a range of uh, supercar drivers and other motorsport identities who are model car collectors themselves. And I'm guessing with a lot of those supercar drivers, they've probably only got model cars of their own cars. But some of them have got a bit more depth to their collections, I know. We'll have a chat to some of them in upcoming weeks. Uh, We're going to do this fortnightly, Dim. So I reckon there's enough for us to talk about every fortnight. But what are you looking forward to delving into most in this new Motor Focus Model podcast? Yeah, look, I'm I'm excited to, uh, you know, look at a new way of bringing information to collectors. Uh, being able to engage with, with with collectors and their questions, uh, having our special guests on, it's always going to be good to uh, try and grill some of those guys. <laughs> um, and you know, I'm just love the uh, the knowledge of the collectors. You know, they they know so much. They're passionate, and uh, I've learned so much over the years. And I look forward to more of that. We've got so much to look forward to, and, and you mentioned about grilling guests. I've got the barbecue tongs ready, and I'll uh, turn the uh, the jets up a little bit when we get to chat to some of them a bit later on in uh, upcoming episodes. Now, for those who don't know, you run the Motor Focus Model Store in Queensland, in Brisbane, in, in Archerfield, in fact, and you're a regular at all sorts of events around the country with your, your tent and your, your band of merry men and your, your model cars. It's great to see you at so many of those supercar rounds that we see you at. But where did the passion for model cars and motorsport start for you? I guess it's like probably me and so many. It's when you're really young, I presume. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I just love my Hot Wheels cars as a kid and um – also lived uh, next to a guy that um, his old man worked at the Holden factory over at Acacia Ridge. So he'd bring home all these posters and stickers and things like that. And, and you know, I saw this brocky guy and all this sort of stuff <laughs> and loved uh, tuning into the Bathurst race each year. And uh, I thought it was the only race that, that there ever was in Australia. It um, is, isn't it? Do, well, do, do any others yeah, matter? Well... Not as much. <laughs> True. Uh, so, you know, as a teenager, I, I loved building plastic kits, and uh, but I was never really that great at it. And uh, so I had them dotted around my room, things like that. And uh, I was lucky enough to go to the Long Beach Grand Prix in 1998 and just wanted to bring home something and looking around the merchandise, seen this model car and I thought, yep, that looks pretty cool. It was the Greg Moore's uh, Forsyth Racing uh, model car and got back and I just had to I just had to find more of these things. So started as a collector. So the passion created the business. That's probably the best way that all great businesses start. Tell me how Motor Focus, your, your current business, of course, you've got a store in Queensland. For those who don't know, it's Unit 9, number one Stockwell place in Archerfield. Where did that start what were the roots that got you going from hobbyist and collector to someone who's actually still a collector but uh, actually running a business that revolves around it 
yeah, so back when I was sourcing more models for my own collection, I, I started to realise that, you know, there was a real uh, trade of these things. And I just really enjoyed that. And probably like every model shop in Australia or probably the world, is generally started by a collector that just got out of control. <laughs> uh, so I, I ended up uh, visiting a model shop most weeks and uh, it was called Motor Focus and run by a gentleman called Ian Bone and he started it you know with the view of having a motorsport museum and uh, having the model shop inside it Uh, but he decided to go back to full-time work and I was young and silly enough to want to have a go at this and purchase the business and uh, we traded where it was for a year then we moved to Oxley then we Ended up buying another business in, in Brisbane, uh, Car and Bear Collectibles, as uh, that owner wanted out. So we eventually combined them both together and we dropped the teddy bears, unfortunately. <laughs> and uh, and then we moved to our current location about three years ago. So as you mentioned, we also do a lot of shows and uh, we love getting on the road and getting out and meeting our customers and, and making new customers a uh, very important part for me, for the enjoyment of work. Uh, and then along the way, it mixed up with all this. So I even got involved with doing a diecast model expo, but we'll talk about that one another day. We will. There's plenty to talk about relating to that. And like all businesses, the last what two or three months has been a really weird time with this whole coronavirus pandemic. And so many people have been affected by it in so many ways that they could have never imagined. But from your point of view as a, a retailer with a bricks and mortar store, as well as an online store, has the online... Um, world for you, an online store, being able to help protect the fact that you haven't been able to have your shop open, and when you have, it's been for you know limited people at, at, at each time. Yeah, definitely. Uh, look, initially things were very quiet, and it was concerning. I have staff, and uh, we want to make sure that they're looked after. And you know, so the store started to get quiet, but we we noticed the mail order side picking up dramatically. And it, and it sort of goes along with the theme of, you know, people are staying home. This is a hobby that they can enjoy at home. And uh, just the things on the shelves were just starting to disappear. So that certainly uh, has helped us. Um, obviously, we can't attend any events at this point in time until they uh, allow crowds back. So we're all got our fingers crossed that we can do that from probably Bathurst onwards. But we'll, we'll have to wait and see. Um, the other the other sort of effect that affected model shops is uh, Chinese New Year is always uh, they shut down over there for I think about three weeks, so we get a bit of a lull in product coming into the country, and then combine that with the problems that they had in China with uh, with the COVID nineteen and factories closing longer, uh, but they're all back open now that I hear, and they're they're all pushing for. Uh, to get product out, and um, so I think it'll be turned around towards the end of the year. Product is something that's crucial, and that's what we're going to dive into next. We've got a great list of new releases that have been announced by some of the model car companies in recent times, and we'll start with Bianchi Model Cars, one twelfth version of the Sandman Tribute Edition. Remember, that's the uh, 888 Race Engineering Red Bull created 
Commodore panel van that was built out of a supercar race chassis. Actually, it was one of Jamie Winkup's old uh, Red Bull um, VF Commodores. So that's the one twelfth scale model. There's only 170 of those. Um, $475 at Motor Focus. I reckon they'll go fast because that car, I know from my experience online, whenever I write a story about that car, it goes crazy. So I can't expect that the model cars will be any different. Yeah, look, it has been a very popular model. Uh, being a 112, the, the volumes aren't huge. Uh, and, and, you know, we'll get into the whole pre-order thing another day, but uh, most places are going to be sold out already. So if you've pre-ordered and you've got one, well done. <laughs> uh, you'll have something that not a lot of other people will have. Uh, obviously, they also did it in the 180 scale and the 143rd, which definitely were uh, popular models as well. Speaking of 118th, Dimitri, Bianti have also got a, a HQ Sandman panel van in Barbados Green. That's one for the, the panel van fans. So there's a bit of wagon action going on here. Yeah, it always seems to be like that. Uh, we get one, we get another. So the HQ Sandman panel van has always been a, a popular model, all the panel vans, and um, it's a striking colour and uh, one that we'll, we'll see shift pretty quick. Another one that's in the new arrivals, or sorry, new releases list, I should say, is from Classic Collectibles. And this one, I think, has been in the pipeworks for a fair while. It's the Craig Lowndes 118th scale, 1998 Australian Touring Car Championship winning HRT Commodore VS. Now, he drove the VS for eight of the ten rounds and jumped into the VT for uh, the last couple. So another Craig Lowndes car, that's clearly got to be something that's going to be popular with collectors. For sure. Uh, it's, it's a lovely model, well-crafted, excellent detail, uh, combined with a, a champ, championship win. So, yeah, look for that one to go pretty quick as well. It's always really hard, I reckon, for the model car companies to produce HRT cars of that era because the, the roll cages were so unique and intricate in their design that it's impossible to uh, completely uh, design each and every Commodore race car of the period with the, the exactly the roll cage that it had at the time. That's one of those little things that I know some HRT collectors get a little bit angry about, but the fact is you couldn't change the roll cage for every type of model car that you build. Also from Classic Dim, 164th scale uh, Barclay Transport cattle truck, a road train, a Mack truck prime mover. This is, uh, this is a, bit of, a bit of truck style. Yeah, well, we've seen a big growth in the truck models now that we've got Australian content coming through and excellent quality. Uh, the 164th truck by Classics, they've done quite a few variations now and um, this this cattle truck is, uh, is another cool one. What is it about trucks? I know there's a lot of people who collect model cars but are truck collectors and car collectors different type of people or are they, do you find people who collect the both? I think you're going to find that there's definitely a mix. You know, there's, there's guys that they just come in and all they care about is the trucks uh, but we definitely have guys collecting both. So it's not a definitive answer. It's definitely both. Okay. Um, Drake Collectibles, uh, they've got 150th scale trucks as well. Tell us about what they've got in their new release list. Yeah, Drake Collectibles, uh, they actually make the real trailers and uh, one of their staff members is a mad model model guy and uh, talked the boss into letting him uh, go to China and spend all his money and make all these (laughs) wonderful... Uh, trucks and, and trailer setups, and they've uh, just released for the first time in their 
it's a B-double trailer set in the what they call a curtain trailer. Uh, and there's branded ones of Centurion and Toll and also some plain colours as well. They've uh, also released these really cool floats that they do, but uh, these steerable trailers are even bigger. Uh, they have a 7 by 8 combination uh, used for that you know, massive machinery that uh, you see way out west, I guess. And uh, again, branded ones of Mactrans, Toll and Plain Colours as well. So uh, they're available now. Uh, you'll see them on our website. Uh, also, the matching clip sets that go with those steerables are available, which makes them even bigger. So uh, check them out for sure. And what sort of dollar number are we talking about? Uh, this sort of stuff can be four or $500 gear, but you won't be disappointed in quality. Oh, cool. Look forward to seeing it. Something a little bit different, and uh, it's always good when it's the company that makes the trucks uh, investing and getting involved in the models of their own trucks. That's something very, very unique. Um, plenty on the list, Dim, in terms of pre-orders that are coming up with uh, announcements from a, a range of manufacturers, and one of them that caught my eye in the last few weeks is a a theme and a topic that is really growing every year, and that's Bathurst 12-hour cars, the GT race in February that has really captured a lot of attention, and we've seen a range of different cars win that over the years, and the winning cars have been certainly cars of note to collect, but Apex have announced in recent times 118th scale versions, uh, Australian special runs just for our market of a range of cars from the 12-hour, including... Uh, the Craig Lowndes, Maguire's Porsche, and the 888 Mercedes-Benz. Now, it's interesting because it's rare you see Lowndes not in a 888 car. Now, the big question is, which sells more, a Lowndes Porsche or a 888 Mercedes? I reckon it's a Lowndes Porsche. Yeah, I think you'd be right. Uh, Craig Lowndes, one of the most popular guys in Australian motorsport, and and it's definitely reflected in the model cars. So we, we definitely see... The 118th Porsche, it's available in the 43rd scale as well, but, you know, the big numbers will be in the, in the 118th scale. Uh, also, the 888 uh, Mercedes with uh, Ben Gisberg and Wincup and the Goitz from uh, Europe, that's going to be available in the 118th and 143rd scale as well. Uh, but we can't forget the other cool dude of Australian motorsport is Matt Campbell. And uh, they're doing his awesome-looking Porsche in 118th and 143rd scale as well. And remember, that was the car that took pole position for the 12-hour in February this year. It feels like so long ago. <laughs> it wasn't that long ago, yeah. but we haven't had a great deal of motor racing to keep us entertained. And as you mentioned, the, the 888 Merc will also be in 143rd scale, and that all follows on from the news that um, we'll see the Bentley race winner produced in 118th scale. So 12-hour cars are really capturing a lot of attention in the collector market. Classic collectibles in terms of pre-orders, they've got a 118th range of, uh, there's a Falcon XY GDHO that's in the ultra white and a HZ GDS Monaro Holden in jasmine yellow. They'll be two cars that no doubt get the attraction of the the Ford and Holden fans as well. Yeah, for sure. Look, there's been a lot of XY GDHOs done over the years and, and it's because they're such a popular car. So, uh, the Ultra White has been done by Bianchi a long time ago, uh, but classic collectibles have, have never done it themselves, so it's time for them to roll their rig out, and um, we're looking forward to that one. The, the HZGDS Jasmine Yellow, 
another color color combination of a, of a pretty cool car and um, both available for pre-order now. And, of course, you can do that through the MotorFocus website, motorfocus.com.au. Uh, Ace model cars, this one grabbed my attention. You can pre-order the Mad Max panel van. How good's this? Yes, well, Ace model, uh, look, they fit a real niche in a niche product. Uh, they, they, they look to do different things that uh, are, are more low-numbered and unique. So they've done a few Mad Max cars, and now they're going to do the, the panel van. Um, so it'll be resin, uh, but it'll have a lot of detail on the external. Uh, some of the real unique things about that car, uh, it may even have a severed hand hanging off the back of it, just like the real one. <laughs> That is all about attention to detail, isn't it? Uh, Three hundred and thirty dollars, if I'm right, for that one. Yeah, that's its uh, release price. But uh, as always, if you uh, jump on motorfocus.com.au, join our collector club, and you're going to pay less. Oh, good deal. Am I? Am I? Can I do that? Absolutely. Why not? <laughs> all right. Um, another one too that caught my eye uh, in terms of we've covered a lot of local cars, but overseas wise, uh, Spark. Uh, through Bianti here in Australia, they've announced some new 118 scale models of Le Mans winning Porsches, including the 1977 and 1981 Le Mans winning 936 Porsches, plus some of those golf cars, um, the 917s from the 1970 race. Porsches, Le Mans cars, they are big hits with collectors too. Yeah, well, I guess that race is kind of, it's a bit like our Bathurst 1000. Uh, it's got a massive following worldwide, so... Yeah, definitely cars that uh, end up in, in collections quite readily. And uh, there's plenty of cars that have been done over the years. So it provides a, a wonderful collection uh, with, with plenty of variety. What's the advantages too? We've just been covering these notable pre-orders. What's the advantage of pre-ordering? Obviously, make sure that you don't miss out. But what are the other benefits of, of getting in early before uh, they go on stock in, in terms of actual physical stock in store? Yeah, well, to answer that, we probably have to look at the process where our suppliers send out order forms. They they are then collated, and generally that's what's made or that's what's brought into the country. So uh, if your store doesn't know you want it, they may not you know, order enough to cover the demand. So the benefit of pre-ordering is certainly uh, guaranteeing yourself a model, and it, it definitely helps the process of uh, making sure we've got the right numbers. Speaking of some news too, Authentic Collectibles in WA have some news in regards to some of their um, supercars and in particular for Erebus fans, the Penrite Racing Commodores of Dave Reynolds and Anton Di Pasquale who've been in the headlines in the time that we haven't been racing because of the, the Erebus doco series that's been airing on Fox Sports. Bit of news around the Erebus 118th scale cars. What's the latest there? Yes, so Authentic Collectibles have on the water the uh, 2018 Bathurst uh, versions of their of their Erebus cars uh, and also the 2019 season cars. So lots of interest in the Erebus team, um, two pretty cool drivers getting good results. So expect them to go pretty fast once they arrive. And no word if the 2018 Bathurst Dave Reynolds car comes with a little driver with leg cramps either. Ooh, 
Oh, Ooh, too uh, soon. Yeah, probably too soon. That that is is of course the pole position car from that year's race, and he and Luke Yulden led uh, more laps than anyone, uh, of course, until uh, Dave had his issues and Craig Lands took the lead. And Anton Di Pasquale qualified for the shootout in his first Bathurst One Thousand. I think he qualified third off the top of my head, which was a, a stunning result. And then 2019 season car. So of course these are the the ZB Commodores. But there's also, if you're a Ford fan a bunch of 164th scale stuff coming from Authentic, which includes, uh, this is really um, FGX Falcon World from 2018 with the Shell V-Power race team cars of Coulthard and McLaughlin, uh, Will Davison's 23 red car. Of course, he's no longer with that team now. Uh, well, that team doesn't even exist anymore. Todd Hazelwood's Matt Stone Racing Ford before he moved to Commodore that year. And then the retro round Shell cars from the Sandown 500, as well as then um, the number 17 championship winning McLaughlin car in both 164th and 143rd. So there's a couple of things there that will probably be of interest, particularly for Shell V-Power race fans. What's a 164th worth? What's a 143rd worth? Uh, all right, you put me on the spot. You're <laughs> talking around around the $20 mark for the small scale and the 43 scale should be around the $69.99 mark. All right, looking forward to seeing some of those cars Come on stream from Authentic Collectibles with Erebus and a, a bunch of 64th Falcons and a, a 43rd. I, I reckon that 43rd scale Scott McLaughlin Championship winning FGX Falcon from 2018 will be a, a big hit for those who maybe didn't get themselves a 118th or missed out or or weren't fast enough. There's a lot of people I know that just collect 43rds as well and just don't have the room for 18th, so they'll be keen to see the 43rd come along. Bit of news, Dim, in the last week or so too that I thought was really interesting, and it leads into our chat on uh, the second-hand market. Um, Bathurst 24-hour races, there are only two of them, 2002, 2003. Uh, in the news lately with Gary Rogers Motorsport announcing uh, that they're going to build a new old Nations Cup specification Monaro, something that we covered on our v8sleuth.com.au website in the last couple of weeks, which is something that's going to be really amazing to see that car run at the Holden Bathurst Revival as part of the Bathurst International event in November. But it brings the topic into my brain about those 24-hour Monaros, and there's already been a range of those Monaros made. Uh, I know that Classics made uh, the two winning cars, 2002 and 2003, the the yellow car 102, the red car with Peter Brock won in 03. There's also been the yellow car from the 03 uh, race, the runner-up version. And there was also a Nations Cup Brock version where the livery was different at the Model Expo uh, some years ago. Uh, in terms of collectors, what do these stand out as the, the ones to have from this run of Nations Cup Monaros? Yeah, look, I think it's just one of the best models that have been done. Uh, Classic Collectibles and Bianchi both did versions of that model. Uh, That's the I red car, probably, isn't it? That's the, the, the 2003 Brock winner they both did a version of. Yeah, so yeah. So, so the differences were uh, Bianchi also did the, the Nations Cup pool right car. Uh, Classics never made that one. Which was the car uh, that raced in 2004 with Peter Brock and, and James Brock also drove that car with a, a different livery, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and Bianchi also did the 24-hour winner as well. So there are two versions out there. Now, they're both excellent models. I probably lean towards the classic one overall. Um, it's got a removable uh, engine, sort of uh, the airbox on top, so you can sort of see all the fuel injection of the trumpets and everything. Uh, there's also a very low-run 
of a plain black version that was done for the Expo in 2011 as well. So very, very rare, only 50 made. So it's out there as well. But the pick probably has to be, you know, Brocky's 24-hour win. You know, uh, when you combine Brock with any win at Bathurst, it's mm-hmm. going to be a popular model. And I know that looking on the Classic Collectibles website, they did a run of 5,000 of that car. And to compare, they did 4,000 of the 2002 yellow winning car. So the Brock element certainly did uh, add a few to the number there for sure. And what was the run of the Brock 2003, the Nations Cup season red Monaro, where the, the Monaro signage was down the side? Was that a run of 500, I would think, something like yeah, that? Correct. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that was that was right. It's only five hundred, so very low run of that particular uh, car. So that makes me think that there's actually a few more versions of the Monaro Nations Cup car that they could still produce because uh, Peter Brock drove the yellow car at Albert Park. There was Nathan Pretty racing in the Nations Cup with delivery that is still on the yellow car now as it sits at the GRM workshop, which was different to how it ran in the uh, the twenty four hour races. So there's probably a couple of different versions that. Uh, could still be done out of the same tooling. Yeah, for sure. Look, I'm also looking forward to seeing how this uh, this new car is going to be presented. Yeah, that's and a good uh, question. seeing what livery uh, rolls out on that because that could be a, a really good addition to uh, that Monaro range. Knowing Gary Rogers, it'll be something very different. It'll be <laughs> it'll be something yeah. wild. Yeah. Well, we're going to probably have to rely on you to get the scoop on that one. Uh. Uh, when you can. Yeah, okay. I feel a challenge has been set for me here, so I'm going to have to get my skates on and annoy Gary and Barry Rogers for the rest of the year to find out exactly uh, what is going on with that car. But, yeah, it'd be interesting to see. That's kind of being positioned as the last Australian-built Monaro, last Australian-built Holden, really. Uh, It's being constructed out of a VZ chassis that uh, Dean Lilly, former Touring Car Masters and production car racer has had. So, yeah, it's an interesting one to, to take a look through uh, those Monaros of the period in 2002, two, three, and four, and a series in Nations Cup that, that ended, and, of course, the 24-hour did as well. But I know it's a race and a series that uh, lives on in the, the hearts and minds of motorsport fans around the country, and particularly of model car collectors as well. I reckon that there's still plenty of chapters to be written with those Nations Cup Monaros. Uh, of all of those, I mean, when you see runs, Dimitri, of 5,000 and 4,000, in terms of value of these cars on the second-hand market, I guess it's not because they are scarce. It's probably more because of the fact that it's a, a Brock-winning car, as you mentioned before, that, that keeps it at the value that it's at. But um, is it, it would require smaller runs to put a bit more value into that sort of era car? Not Necessarily, like there's a reason there's more of uh, a Brock winner done than say uh, the runner-up car. It's just supply and demand is is always the key with with when they produce model cars. So we're going to see bigger numbers uh, with the, the more popular drivers and body shape. Makes sense to me. It's supply and demand. It's the world that. We live in. We're going to take a look in upcoming episodes, Dimitri, at uh, the secondhand market in various themes and various ideas and various um, topics. So, if you've got one to suggest that you'd like us to take a look at, maybe have a look at some uh, values of, of certain cars on the secondhand market or availabilities or reasons why that there's more or less of some of them around, uh, they can get in touch with us, Dimitri, can't they? They should head to the Motor Focus 
Facebook page, I reckon, is the best way to go. Send a direct message and we'll tally up the questions every fortnight and drop them into the podcast. But uh, motorfocus.com.au is the website to go to. You can order online. Uh, shipping capped at 10 bucks. I see the other day. That's good work. That'll keep people um, not spending all their money on postage and putting more of their money into the model cars, which is a very good idea. Uh, we're going to take plenty of question and answer content as well. So if you've got a question to pose to mainly Dimitri, I'll help out wherever I can, uh, send it through to Motorfocus via the Facebook page and we'll get to it in upcoming episodes. And, of course, check the website, motorfocus.com.au or visit the store at Unit 9, number one Stockwell Place in Archerfield, Queensland. If you're not in Queensland, it's okay. They will mail it out to you. Jump online and get ordering. Uh, We have survived episode one of the podcast, Dimitri. It didn't hurt much, did it? Well, I'm sweating up here. (laughs) You've done very, very well. We're going to run this podcast, the Motor Focus Model Podcast, uh, every fortnight. It will be going live on Thursdays. Make sure you subscribe via your favourite place to listen to podcasts so you don't miss an episode. And we will chat again soon on the Motor Focus Model Podcast. Episode one is in the books. Ep two in a few weeks' time.